Well, happy Wednesday. And you know what that means. It's another drop for the pink link. Choo choo. I haven't got that set up yet, but it's going to be something coming in there. But today I want to get to it. We have no idea. No IG Orlando temporarily because he don't have a IG page. So we're gonna have to call him no IG Orlando. And okay. so I'm gonna let him introduce himself to you and we're gonna get right into what he do. Okay, how you doing? Um, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Orlando Acosta. Um, and I am the new master guru of eliminating your 30-year residential move. Okay, sounds awesome. So, Orlando, um, fill us in more. How do one eliminate their 30-year mortgage? Like, how did this start for you? We can start there. How did it start for you? How did you get into this? Well, basically, I mean, I got into it by um, virtually being, you know, homeless and getting into the law. I got into the law first. So basically I was a community, let me run it back. I was a community advocate um, for about 12 years, um, fighting the school district, um, get, making sure kids had resources and, and exposing politicians that didn't do what they needed to do. And moving towards, moving past that, um, you know, by me being disabled, you know, in a wheelchair and different things. Um, I just uh, learned and just started learning different different things. So I went from I went from community advocates, uh, schools, um, housing issues to writing bills and policies, and then running for state representative twice in my in my city of Philadelphia. Wow, so that's amazing. So you said you was a community advocate. And so through doing that, you know, you transitioned into writing policies and things of that nature, which led you to stumble upon, you know, how to delete your 30-year mortgage. Is this where I'm hearing? Yeah, basically, I mean, in, in the short realm, you know, in the, in the short time span, because then I started learning law because, you know, we, I was, you know, Homeless five times. Yeah. Homeless five times? Yeah. Wow, amazing. You're such an inspiration, you know, from, you know, just overcoming the obstacles and being where you are today, not letting those things hold you down or, you know, be held back by, you know, society's woes or whatever, you know, but just taking those things and continue to inform yourself in your position and taking, you know, control of your time to, you know, do what you're doing and helping people eliminate their mortgage. So how would one put position themselves to be able to start eliminating their 30-year mortgages? Well, first of all, they would. Yeah, let me go back. Your mortgage is, a, is an investment contract. It's not even a mortgage. Because when you sit at the closing table, they are, they are going to take your, when you sign that mortgage, that mortgage now is a is an asset. So that mortgage is now an investment contract. That signature gets collateralized, goes to a clearinghouse, an investment clearinghouse. 
that are, is based in New York City. So what they do is they collateralize it about 20 or 30 times over. So if you, you know, they go take the, when I say it gets collateralized, the signatures are valued at a million dollars. So it's um, a million times 30 is $30 million. So what they do is then they go to the US Treasury Department. US Treasury Department then cuts, cuts them a check, cuts the bank a check for 30, $30 million. They, let's say you get a house for $100,000. So now they pull out your $100,000 well, let me back up. They take it to an insurance company. They bind the $30 million up with the insurance company. Then once, once the bond gets shored up by the insurance company, then they pull out the $100,000. And then they give you your $100,000 towards, towards, towards that loan you wanted. But then they give you interest on top of it. But mind you, throughout that whole process, only your credit financed the whole transaction. They not, banks do not give you anything. It's based off of your credit. Mm -hmm. so your credit is the whole finance transaction. You are the purchaser, you're the buyer, you're the seller, you're, you're the lender. Wow, wow. So with all of that, that's how you're able to, you know, use all of those gains to be able to position yourself to, you know, go ahead and write that mortgage off of my understanding? Well, it's a little bit under a contract that they get you into. Mm -hmm. That's called the unilateral contract. That's a one unilateral contract is a one-sided contract. That's illegal. Every contract in the United States, when you're dealing with one, when you're dealing with cars, mortgages, whatever, they all give you a unilateral contract. But the general public doesn't know that those contracts are illegal. They have to be bilateral contracts, meaning that if me and you do a contract, we have to enter into a bilateral contract, meaning we have to negotiate terms and conditions under that contract. That's an even, and we have to come to an agreement, but we both have to know the true, the true nature of that contract. We have to basically then break down and, and agree on the terms. So I can't just come to you and say, hey, Marquita, I mean, then the fact is, I want to give you this contract. You read the contract and you sign it. No, because that makes it illegal. I have to tell you, Marquita, this is a, a unilateral contract. This is a one-sided contract. I mean, now you can't change that contract, whatever the case may be, under this contract. Do you agree? But I had to give you all the terms under that contract. Now, if I don't give you the terms and conditions step by step, laying page by page out, then you sign that contract and you find out it works against you, you can sue me. That, that contract is no longer good because I until I give you the true nature and you sign off knowing and you say to me, I totally understand everything under this contract, 
that you explained to me and I still agree and you initial it and sign it, then that's when it becomes a binding contract. But if you say, wait a minute, I don't agree to this, I mean, then you could tear that contract up and say, I'm suing. Okay, let me ask you this. Because I, from my um, understanding, once you sign something, whether you agree or know all those terms or not, you know, that party is not at fault because your signature is on there. So are you saying, you know, in this scenario, that's not the case? And are, well, I have one question at a time. So in this scenario, that's not the case? Like you have to, okay. They, they have to disclose that information. CFR 42, failure to disclose certain information as under the Uniform Commercial Code. Okay, so unilateral. Um, unilateral is one side. One side of terms to a contract. Are you, are you finding out that many homeowners are unilateral contracts? And all that's all of them are unilateral. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's new. I didn't know that. <laughs> when you sign a mortgage, when you sign a mortgage contract, um, do you own your house? No, I'm renting, but my okay. goal is to buy. Well, have you ever seen a mortgage contract? It's only one signature that be on a contract. You. No bank, no mortgage signed to be a valid bonding contract. When you say make payment, it has to be a bilateral contract, meaning you need two signatures. Oh, um, wow. Okay, so how many people have you helped guide, you know, their, you know, mortgage written off because of this? Right now. Right. Right now, I'm on, on my fifth one. Amazing. Congrats. Like, that's amazing. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure you've done this for yourself. So were you the first person? Or no, I was, no, I actually, I'm like you, I rent. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, you feel like rent is smarter or um, mortgage? No, it's just, it's just, when you understand this financial, situation and you understand the whole gamut of the financial situation you move at a slower pace because you don't seem like it's right like federal reserve notes when you what people don't know is people that work 24 eight days a week seven days 765 days a week the only reason federal reserve notes are being used like the money in your pocket that, that has no value to us because we lost true money. True money was gold and silver. Article 1, Section 10 says that gold and silver is the only currency to pay a debt. Anything beyond that is considered illegal. Now, yes, we use Federal Reserve notes, and they are in our, in our system but they have no true value to pay anything. It's just on the fact of our credit and the sweat equity that people give in jobs. You're the collateral equity 
that's paying everything, your physical labor, and you go to work nine to five, that's what's paying everything. And also your, you know, something that's being traded. What what did your mother and father sign that that's worth a billion dollars um, the day you were born in the hospital? And that's all I'm gonna say. We all got something the day we were born. That has an intrinsic value of a billion dollars. Are we talking birth certificate or social security card? Whoa. I've heard something of that nature before, you know. That's true. That's true. Wow. Well, we billionaires to they them. them. They don't, yeah, they don't. They well, don't I'm a billionaire in my own right. Let me clear let me clarify that. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's little my phone has been hacked into multiple times because certain information is not to be shared. So, you know, like every time when I do this, then, you know, it's, so I'm trying to get this message out to as many podcast shows as, you know, possible because you're like the Dr. Sandy of mortgages. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that. Okay. <laughs> said Dr. Sandy. Because that's a shame what they what happened to him. So you know. Right. Right. Okay, so um, you know, this show is also consistent of inspiration and things of that nature. My lighting went out. I apologize, y'all. My notepad drop. Things oh. happen. Things happen. Right. I just went up. Okay. So, with that being said, um, what would you tell someone you know who's looking to write their mortgage off and don't know where to start? What would you say to that person? Well, first of all, I would say, don't do it on your own. Come to, come to me, come to me, and I'll help get that done. Because I don't want anyone to try this on their own. Because you have to first know, <coughs> you have to first know what what is to do. So I just encourage everyone don't don't um don't try this on your own. So what I would do is I would get us first and foremost get a secure get a securitization audit done on the, on your mortgage contract itself. And when you get a securitization audit, then you also get a forensic forensic audit done. What that does, <coughs> excuse me, what that does is that shows that shows all the illegal errors within your contract. So once you show the illegal errors of the contract, and we we show the proprietary information that we have that that your mortgage was all, has already been paid off. Let me ask you this. Is this something that you have to go through to court or something that's settled outside of court? Yeah, and just we, <coughs> we go to uh, bank, 
see, most people think, yes, we do go to court. Um, and I go to court with the clients. I argue, I argue the cases for the client and everything like that. Um, most people think, and especially in the minority community, that we that we um you know bankruptcy is bad. Bankruptcy is not bad, not bad at all. They're there to cancel out the contract. So in an illegal contract, that's the first thing you want to do is cancel out the contract. So everybody like my credit going get that stuff. First and foremost, I want to say to people, if somebody's giving you an illegal contract, they cannot report it to any credit bureau. You could sue the, you could sue the pants off of them if they even put it on. They need your consent to even list it on your credit because you are the lender of your own credit. Truth and Lending Act. Uh, USC 15, section six, read 16, 601 through six, 16, 1601 through 1602, set 1602, section G states who is the true, who is the true creditor. And then it says the natural person is the one that extends the credit. So it so if let's take that into consideration. So if you extend the credit, and this is under the Truth and Lending Act, the Consumer Protection Act. So if you know that you are the lender of credit and you extend it to these businesses, how do you owe something that you extended? Wow. Well, I mean, I'm going to give you a round of applause for dropping those laws. Because <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with you. You like in law section 1022. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I see. <laughs> I, try, I try. I try. You got no, to study that. Yeah, you got to study it. No, say try. You're doing. Right. But, um, I mean, what else would you like the people know? What What's one more thing you would like to share about, you know, this mortgage thing? Because it's foreign to me. I don't even, I don't even have you a mortgage. That you don't need a mortgage to get a house. There's oh, many don't. ways to get a mortgage, to get a house without a mortgage. True, you, true. You, get a, you can get a subject to, subject to property. That means somebody that's trying to get out of the house, they don't want the mortgage. No more, they don't want to even deal with the house. You come in, you pay them maybe three to five thousand dollars to move them from the property. You take over the mortgage, but then come to me, make one or two payments, and I get you out of the mortgage. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the house is yours free and clear. That's interesting. I like that. Um, so it's it's several ways to get a home besides getting a mortgage and, you know, yes, just tax, tax lien, insurance sale, whatever. Nobody should ever be lo losing their house. Cause I want to also say this, no, no mortgage company can ever foreclose because 
only the IRS could foreclose. So I want to put that out. So if a mortgage company say, we ain't going to foreclose, uh, the section of the IRS, they have to have a, for a mortgage company to foreclose, they have to have, they have to have the actual, um, the form S S34 form that's from the Security Exchange Commission, and they have to have um, the I'm, I, now my my brain is running, but I believe it's the um, it's one other form they have to have, but they have to have two forms. I can't, I can't right now. My brain is running a blank, but they have to have two forms with with the court form to foreclose and they most 90% of the time they don't. So if um, only the IRS could foreclose, not the mortgage. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'm learning a lot today. I'm learning a lot. So with that being said, you know, and as we transition and, the directly, and let me just say this, basically when we go to court, we go take you through the bankruptcy process. It gets you the house back. So once the house gets turned back over to you, then we go to federal court to sue the banks for how many years you've been in the house. So that means if you've been in the house eight years, we keep simple numbers, but we just break it down at a million dollars a year. So we sue them, you know, we try to get you $8 million if you've been in the eight years is a million dollars a year. So one quick question, because you said we sued them. So do you act as a lawyer to the clients or are you Power just- attorney. Power of attorney. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but you, but this is the thing. Um, um, power, lawyers work for the court. They work for the court. They don't work necessarily for you. They have a duty and a responsibility to the court. They mitigate problems. Very few of them solve the problem. They, right. kick, they kick the can down the road. They mitigate it for a couple months. Then, you know, they say, oh, we got to go back. That's more money. Right. I try to go in there do what I do and get it resolved. The whole purpose about going to court is you want to get it resolved. You ain't got time for it to kick down the road. Right. <laughs> you want to get it resolved. But see, and in in, when you're dealing with lawyers, it's all about revenue. Yeah, so true. They, they're not, you got to really evaluate. Is this lawyer really, uh, speaking in my best behalf. I'm, I'm not going to say all oh, is bad, but you know, the larger game of it is, is you know, it's, it's not, a it's just not, like doctors. Yeah, yeah. Because like in the medical industry, they're not trying to cure you. They're just trying to keep, <coughs> keep the gravy gravy train of medicine. Right. Medicine is a billion dollar business. 
and yeah. and their business you know they're doctors but it's their business you know they're lawyers but it's their business and business want more business you know and they want their money and go on to the next client you know? <laughs> not yeah. all of them center around that in a negative manner per se but it is a business you know you have some with heart but at the forefront of many we've seen you know especially in healthcare and things they push pharmaceutical and other things besides hey if you do this this will alleviate this but you know a lot of it stems from money people they people they like this if i mean <clears throat> for me i'm a big advocate of um, natural medicine but you know take each their own but i want people to think like this if if something goes into your system that goes against the natural aspect of what m medicine was truly made of how could it then help i want to say this as a disclaimer um i, I, mean, might... I no, no i'm not saying to each it on i'm just saying right you know I just, get think about, just think about that that's all i'm saying I'm not True. saying one way or another. You know. Yeah, I get you. And I know I just made the statement I made. However, I do say, you know, if you have any issues, I still go see a doctor, you know, yearly, you know, because they can't see some things that we can't see sometimes, you know, but at the same time, you have to be an advocate for your own health and not put that in someone else's health and it's hands alone is what I'm saying. You yeah. have to, you know, if they said when you have high blood pressure and they give you a pill, well, High blood pressure comes from what you're intaking and what you're not doing. So what are you going to do to, you know, stand in for your health besides the doctor doing his job, his business to write you their prescription for high blood pressure. To alleviate high blood pressure, you can do your own research. We have a topic here, but, you know, you can do things to alleviate high blood pressure naturally. But it's you have to take that commitment and that uh, initiative to do, do that for your own health. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. So we gotta just say that, you know, yeah, it ain't yeah. the fault when once he tells you something, it's up to you to take what the doctor tell you, and then how can you do this to better your health naturally, you know? Because their job is to write out prescriptions. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so the whole thing about the mortgage industry, mortgage industry is like the, you know, like the street hustle. Only difference is. They wear a suit and tie. Right. <laughs> wow. A lot of us like the street hustle. <laughs> if you watch, um, what was we watch, um, Ghost last night? I don't know if you watch it, but oh, the yeah, guy yeah. telling the boy about his dad selling yeah, drugs, yeah. like, hey, did you invest in, you know, yeah, what right. is right? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that, that's my show. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watch that all the time. The pleasure one hour a week. <laughs> Cause I don't even watch TV, but I have my, you know, my one hour. <coughs> no, I, I, I watch, I watch. I mean, I'm working 90% time. I'm, you know, on these cases, I'm always in in the books and in paper. Right, you gotta and, live back. <laughs> and and I need to get you know my systems in place. Man, right now I have no system in in place. I'm good in the courtroom, but organization is not me. So, well, yeah. you're going to get together. 
so it's it's been a pleasure you know talking with you you dropping some laws and things i've never heard of and really just dropping the gems and informing me um so with that being said the audience that's listening and the things that i've just seen you've overcome you know from just a shorter time of knowing you what is something that you would say to someone out there you know that maybe going through obstacles or maybe feel limited what would what would you tell that person you know to inspire them to you know level up in their life I would say, you know, my mother, my mother always encouraged me, but she didn't let me dabble in my own by me being disabled and wow. being in the wheelchair. She didn't let me wallow in my, my you know, wallow in pity and, and feel sorry for myself. So, you know, as long as you always have another day on this earth, to do something, make it make it 100% your best every time. Find something that you're that is a service or a need to the larger aspect of society. Because if you look at something that people need, then figure out how I can help cure that, that issue. Because if you give something back to someone, then the universe will make sure that it comes back to you tenfold over. Wow. Amazing. I love that. I mean, you dropped it. You dropped it like you dropped the mic and walked off the stage just then. <laughs> and so with that being said, um, I want to say this right fast. Anything is possible when you believe that it's possible for you. You know, take the limitations off your, your thoughts and you take the limitation off your life because it starts with, with, with what you're thinking here. And so, um, Orlando, how can the people reach you? No IG, Orlando. I know. You got you to gotta help me with that or plug me into somebody. With I know. <laughs> so, I did, have, I, I did have an IG people and I did have a website. I've been hacked into... So that's why it's down. It's not like I, I I started a business and just don't have nothing. It just got hacked into, so I'm working on it. But how they can reach me is they could call my direct office, which is 267-675-7045. Please leave a message and I will get back to, to you. It, it will take me a little bit of time because, you know, everybody and their mother is reaching out to me about their mortgage. So I'm trying to help as many people as I can, but I'm only one man. <laughs> booked and busy, y'all. You know, so if he's booked and busy today, imagine where he's going to be in the next. You tell us, in the next two to three years, where do you see yourself, Orlando? Uh, um, just continuing to help the people and, and you know, and making sure that my my children's legacy and my family legacy is is, is secure. You know. Amazing, amazing. Well, I wanna thank you once again for coming on, sharing your, you. your gems with the pink blink. And thank it's amazing and it's such a pleasure, you know, speaking with you and just getting to know more, you know, about mortgage write-offs and things of that nature, if that's the right words, write off my mortgage when I this get- up. 
discharge. Oh, mortgage discharge. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> so um, it's definitely been a pleasure and blessings on blessings to you all. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you. And, and I wanted to give you a flower. Thank you.